This is the fourth episode of our Spreading Crypto mini-series, where we look at what it'll take for this incredible technology to reach broader adoption. We've already discussed protocols and how they typically become adopted. We've looked at the state of crypto applications today and the different strategies used to launch crypto apps to the masses. Today's video examines how Genesis Block fits into this picture of broader crypto adoption. The power of crypto and blockchain is that anyone can become their own bank. This tech allows us to get rid of banks. Why would we need a new crypto-powered bank like Genesis Block? Is this a contradictory concept? Today we'll answer these important questions. All right, let's dive in. From the Genesis Block, coming up through the clouds, working up to the top. I was always there making moves from the Genesis Block. I've always disliked the entire banking industry. I never thought their work added much value to the world. I saw bankers, especially the Wall Street types, as greedy, blood-sucking vampires. I pictured them swimming in their piles of riches like Scrooge McDuck, only caring about themselves, unafraid to trample on anyone who stood in their way. All for their bottom line and profit. I never imagined that I'd become a banker. This is a major plot twist. So how did this happen? Well, after many years of working within crypto, I saw this as a clear need and opportunity. The most promising use cases to emerge within the industry are primarily around financial services. Things like lending, borrowing, saving, investing, payments, insurance. These popular crypto use cases map very closely to the types of services that banks already offer. Consumers know exactly what a bank is and does. So by using the bank concept, we're able to leverage centuries of marketing and education that has already been done. So that's why we're building a bank. The bank itself is not the big idea. The big idea is to leverage decentralized tech to unlock financial opportunities for people all over the world. The big idea is to help people achieve greater economic freedom. The big idea is to build a world-class application that solves people's problems and meets their needs. So this new digital bank is just the vehicle, the, the vessel, the agent. It's the channel where we, where we hope to deliver this value. It's the killer app that can take crypto to the masses. The power of crypto is that anyone can become their own bank. With nothing but a smartphone, you can store your wealth and nobody can take it. You can send funds to anyone anywhere in the world and nobody can stop it. It's a game changer. There are even circumstances where becoming your own bank can mean the difference between life and death. Imagine a refugee family that wants to safely protect their years of hard work, their life savings as they travel across borders. Carrying cash could put their safety or money at risk. A few years ago, I spent time in Greece at refugee camps. I know firsthand this is a real use case. Or imagine a family living under an authoritarian regime, afraid that their corrupt or oppressive government will seize their assets or devalue their savings via hyperinflation. Citizens in these countries cannot risk putting their money in centralized banks or under their mattresses. They must become their own bank. These use cases are inspiring and powerful. So what about everybody else? What about the billions of people around the world who are not living under such difficult circumstances? Crypto allows us to get rid of banks. Do we really need a crypto-powered bank like Genesis Block? Absolutely yes. For most users, having a bank, a secure, trustworthy, compliant, transparent, digital, mobile bank, will make all the difference between crypto adoption 
and crypto oblivion. For the billions of normies out there, putting money in a bank like Genesis Block will be safer, easier, and financially more rewarding than if they were to become their own bank. To help illustrate my point a little more, let's do a comparison with email hosting. I'm familiar with email because that's what first got me into decentralized protocols back in 2014. Email protocols are open source. Users have the choice of where to host their email. If someone has the expertise, motivation, and time, they can set up their own email server and host their own email. Alternatively, if a user values simplicity and convenience more than control, they can get set up with Google and or Microsoft in a matter of minutes. And there are many email hosts, including ProtonMail, if you value privacy and security. The email will function properly in any of those options because the protocols are open and interoperable. And users can even migrate their email somewhere else later if they want. Those who set up their own email server will have absolute control over all the knobs and levers of spam protection, security settings, access control, rate limiting. In a sense, they will have become their own email bank. Only they have access to their email. They control everything. However, it's not realistic to expect the majority of people, the masses, to set up their own email server, nor is it something that we should promote or encourage. Most have no idea where to even begin. Could they stumble through YouTube tutorials to get through it? Maybe. But why? What would be the point? There are teams of highly paid professionals who have been setting up email for decades at Google, Microsoft, and ProtonMail. They have fine-tuned and optimized every aspect of the configuration. They know how to keep it secure. They know how to keep data protected. They know how to guard against spam. They know the best practices because of the years of experience and the millions of email servers that they've already set up. And they can get it done in a fraction of the cost and time that it would have taken an average user. Other than for exceptional circumstances, there is just no reason that the common person, person should try to host their own email, especially when they can easily tap into the expertise and experience of email professionals. Based on public email data, my point has already been proven. Most of the world has opted for a hosted email solution like Google or Microsoft. The masses prefer products that are simple and convenient. Like email, crypto is built with open protocols. There is no monopoly on the types of applications that can be built or used because the protocols are open source. Users have a choice of where they can store their digital money or where to bank. The many wallets and platforms and applications are all interoperable with each other. Users can easily move their funds from one service to another just as they can move their email from one host to another. A user can store their crypto on Coinbase, a centralized exchange or they can store it themselves and become their own bank using a non-custodial wallet or a DAP, which we've covered previously. The former option would be similar to using Google for your email. The latter option would be like setting up your own email server, hosting it yourself. It hasn't made sense for the masses to set up their own email server, and it certainly doesn't make sense for them to try and set up their own bank. The billions of normies out there simply don't need to become their own bank, nor should we encourage it. What's the worst that can happen if someone botches the setup job on their own email server? They may lose emails, data, and documents. That's bad. What's the worst that can happen if someone botches the setup of their own bank? They could lose their entire life savings. That's terrible. When it comes to crypto and money, the stakes are so much higher. They're, they're as high as it gets. The consequences of not doing it correctly can be devastating. If people all over the world are losing their money, that would be a major setback on our quest for broader crypto adoption. 
the masses should not be trying to set up their own bank. They should store their money with a hosted bank, kind of like how most people store their email at Google or Microsoft. Leave it to the experts and professionals. This approach shouldn't be a recommendation. It should be the default. It should be what our industry is pushing for, propping up, and promoting. When it comes to crypto and money, normies should be leaning heavily on the experience and expertise of real professionals. They should be putting their money in places that have teams of wildly overpaid security engineers whose only job is to guard, protect, and secure the funds. At Genesis Block, we're working with best-in-class custody providers like Coinbase and BitGo. Normies should be putting their money in places where the teams are deeply familiar with the tech, know how to best leverage it, and know how to safely generate value. Our team at Genesis Block has been in the space for many years. We've built protocols. We've done a lot of investing, trading, yield farming, liquidity mining, you name it. We understand the risks and opportunities of these innovative decentralized protocols, especially in the world of decentralized finance or DeFi. Normies should be putting their money in places with a proven track record. Companies that have been in the institutional lending and borrowing markets for years. Companies with strong balance sheets and squeaky clean reputations. At Genesis Block, we're working with world-class institutional partners like Genesis Capital and Cumberland. Normies should be putting their money in places that are compliant, regulated, and audited. Users want transparency. They want to know that there are checks and balances in place, real accountability. At Genesis Block, we're working with regulators across the globe. We've also partnered with Evolve Bank and Trust and Visa. And trust me, each have strict security, compliance, and accountability policies. If we want this tech to reach broad adoption, we should do everything we can to deliver maximum value to end users. That value is unlikely to be reached if we're pushing the masses to set up their own DIY bank. Maximum value occurs when normies put their money with experts, like Genesis Block, where teams of highly paid professionals are putting years of experience, knowledge, and best practices to work on behalf of end users every single day where teams of ninjas, crypto ninjas, are storing, managing, investing, and growing crypto in a way that normies simply cannot, where economies of scale are available, where learning, research, and experimentation never ends, where upgrades, bug fixes, and improvements never stop. So, does crypto need a bank like Genesis Block? Can it help with growing adoption? Should we be encouraging the masses to use it? If you've watched this far, I think you know the answers to those questions. Yes, of course. But will it behave like all the legacy greed-filled banks of the past that so many of us dislike? Of course not. And we'll get into those differences soon. A new digital bank that's powered by blockchain technology is the perfect killer application that can take crypto to the masses. For the billions of normies out there, putting money in a digital bank like Genesis Block will be simpler, more secure, and financially way more rewarding than if they were to become their own bank. Thanks for watching today. Our next video will be the final episode in this Spreading Crypto mini-series. You won't want to miss it. We're going we're gonna to wrap it all up and bring it all together. Be sure to follow or subscribe to our channels. We have great content that will just keep on coming. Go to genesisblock.com slash follow to find all our channels. There's a mode for everybody. Read, watch, listen, it's all there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, just tap right over here where the logo is so you can quickly subscribe. Just smash that subscribe button. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.
Chance is to luck. 